And hello everybody, it's making a big I'm the Fuse. Glad to be with you once again. Let's hop into it. Major League Baseball. The hot stove just keeps getting hotter. The Phillies signed Trey Turner to an 11-year deal, $300 million. A little over $27 million per season. I like the move, and... Look, this, even though I really like the move for the Phils, the fighting Phils, defending NL champs, there's still more work to be done. Uh, gotta add more to the rotation. Gotta add to the bullpen. I'll say this. That lineup, it's the new Dodgers. You look at what LA is losing this offseason. Turner, probably Bellinger. He needs a fresh start. Um, there's, it looks like there's rumors that the Dodgers and Rays are interested in Andrew McCutcheon. I think he's a good fit in both cities. But the Phillies, hey, this is what they needed to do. Continue to build that foundation. I mean, just a year ago, they were getting over missing the playoffs for what? Their 10th season? in a row so this was huge and the Phillies they're in a competitive division we know the Braves I don't know if the Braves are a lock to win that division I I don't think they're a lock but I don't know if the Braves are winning that division this year I I look at the Braves and, and it sounds like Dansby Swanson is on the way out uh, you still have Acuna, you still have uh, Albies, Olsen, I can go on and on. But I just I just don't know, man. I, mean, I look at the Braves' rotation, I, I like Spencer Strider, and we'll do some previews in the spring. I don't know if I'll do every single team, but you, you look at the Braves, I mean, it's a good team. I just never... I mean, and Kenley Jansen is a free agent, by the way. They're closer. I forget if Rosal Iglesias is a free agent or not. I thought he was, but... You know, the Braves... Their pitching has never intrigued me a lot. Um, the Mets... Are they going to bring back Brandon Nimmo? It doesn't sound that way. But you never know. Uh, Conforto is still out there. So the Mets, they're not a perfect ball club. They have a lot of guys in free agency. Yeah, Adam Altavino, the reliever, I mean, he, he's out there still. So I'm not saying the Phillies are going to win the division. There's a difference between a long 162-game season and a postseason. And the Phillies shined. Um, So, when I look at the Phillies, man, Trey Turner, I love the move. It's a jolt to the offense. But it doesn't cure all of the ills that the Phillies lineup had. Um, Again, love the move. Best shortstop, best heading shortstop on the market. Um, but from what I saw, Dansby last year had a better fielding percentage 
than Trey Turner. You can take whatever you want from that, but Swanson had a better fielding percentage than uh, Trey Turner. So, I mean, you can take whatever you want from that. I know Trey can play multiple positions. He can play center, but you know, he can play second, probably play third. So, if, if, you're, if you're looking at what the Phils are doing, I mean, it sounds like they don't want to add anybody with a qualifying offer attached to them. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe they get Jamison Tyone. Maybe they get, uh, you know, some quality relief arms. But if they want to compete with the Astros and other clubs in the National League, I mean, they got to continue to add to that pitching staff for sure. Um, other news, the Rays get Zach Eflin. Um, trying to think what else happened. I mean, you still have other free agent shortstops on the market. Bogarts, Swanson, Correa. Aaron Judge reportedly flying in to the winter meetings today. Here's what I'll say about Aaron Judge. Um, you got you to do you. You got to do what's best for you. So if he wants to be closer to family, if he wants to go where he grew up, it sounds like San Fran is the real deal, even though apparently his parents live in Tampa Bay, which is interesting. It seems like any, it seems like any, if you're retired, if you're an older person, it seems like Tampa Bay is the place. I always hear that. Tampa Bay is the place. I've never been. But Aaron Judge, if he chooses the Giants over the Yankees, that's a huge blow. And... Honestly, from a competitive standpoint, you understand where he's coming from. He can be the guy in San Fran, far and away the best player on that on that roster. He'd now how good would the Giants be? I think there's definitely still a lot of work to do. I, I just Aaron Judge can only do so much. I like, I if if you're the Giants, how far can you climb in the standings? Because you're not better than the Padres, you're not better than the Dodgers. I mean, third best, you know, you're, you're third best. That's why the move for the Giants, it, I I just don't believe they're going to get him. But maybe this is the one time where the Giants say, hey. Let's let's get all the money we can and, and, and get this guy because we need we need some relevance. We need to stay relevant as we continue to build. I just feel like the Yankees are still gonna get him. I I mean maybe the maybe Judge is using the Giants to to up the Yanks offer because the Giants are just not they're not on that level. I mean, not saying the Yankees are a great team, but I look at the Giants and you know we're still we want to see Joey Bart come into his own at catcher. We want to see some of these other guys get get a little more experience. And, you know, play better baseball. I mean, you have you have some castoffs, Wilmer Flores. You know, I I just don't love the Giants roster. Um, the pitching staff. There's definitely some some 
brighter spots there, but you know, if if you're a giant fan, I mean, yeah, it's exciting, but does that mean you're going to be spending every offseason like the Phillies do? I mean, what does this mean for the long-term future of the Giants? I mean, you would think that they would try and field a competitive club. Uh, I mean, because you, you can't get a guy like Aaron Judge and say, well, we're done spending this. We're, we're done spending in, in uh, free agency. Don't worry about us. We're just going to go back to doing what we've been doing, getting some guys on the cheap, and we'll roll out our roster from there. It doesn't, it just doesn't seem, sound right. It doesn't seem right. So if I'm Aaron judge, if I want to win, I'll, I'll go to the Yankees, man. It was down between them and the giants. Now the Yanks still have work to do. Uh, how good is their infield going to be? You know, after they signed Isaiah Kiner for Leffa this offseason, there was reports that they wanted to trade him. So, what's happening with IKF? I mean, you have an all-star catcher and Jose Trevino. Um, Andrew Benatendi, though, it sounds like the Astros are interested. You still have Stanton under contract. So, uh, Garrett Cole's there. Nestor Cortez was an all-star. So... The Yanks, they have a lot of bright spots, no question. They still have to add to their rotation, tweak the bullpen. Uh, I don't know. Is Clay Holmes the closer? Is he the guy you really want walking into 2023 as the CL? There's still a lot of work to be done. I don't love their lineup either. So, look, despite all that, despite needing... a holes to be filled the Yanks are the better team and I would think Aaron Judge I don't think I would think he doesn't want to uproot his life and and move out of New York and and go all the way out to San Fran like his parents from what I heard from Michael Kay I mean they're in Tampa Bay so it sounds like it's better. I mean, it's you're closer to your folks if you stay with the in the Bronx. Um. Yeah, mo- yeah. The Giants might offer you more money, but is this going to be a Robinson Cano situation where you don't make the playoffs? <sighs> Free agency is such an interesting concept because you know you have the money, you want to be a star, you want to be the guy. Uh, you know, how much attention do you really want? Because, you know, if you're in out West, you know, you're not going to be watched as much. You know, you're playing at 10 o'clock Eastern, you know, Eastern Standard Time. Do you want to go to the playoffs if you're a free agent? You know, I mean, you have to ask yourself all these things. I mean, Carlos Santana, for example, signed a one-year deal with the Pirates. I think it was for like six and a half million around there. They stink. If I'm Santana, I want to go to a World Series champ. I want to have that chance. You know? Also, but we'll see what happens with Aaron Judge. I, uh, you know, if you want to win... 
stay, stay in the Bronx. I mean, you can fly to see family down south. You can always pop over to San Francisco during an off-season. I mean, you have plenty of off-season to visit. I mean... If you're Aaron Judge, I think you got to stay with New York. Now, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it is an interesting... You throw this into the ring. If Aaron Judge says, No, I want to go play for my for my hometown Giants, for, for the team I grew up rooting for. I mean, there there is... That's an interesting wrinkle. I mean, how much does that play a role in saying, I want to go here? Because you still have to wonder, do I prefer the manager? I mean, there's, there's other things too. Like, do I like Aaron Boone as a manager in New York compared to Gabe Kapler in San, Fr- in San Francisco? Do I like the trajectory of the Giants compared to the Yankees? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the Yankees are... I mean, they just extended Brian Cashman to a multi-year deal, so we'll see what Judge does, but I think he's going back to the Yankees. I could be wrong. Very well could be wrong, but it would be a huge blow, <laughs> to say the least, if, if Judge walked out of the Bronx for San Francisco. It would be a dark day, um, because, you, look, the look. And if the offer is something the Yankees could have handled, I mean, that's one thing. You know, they would deserve scrutiny for that, but I don't think $50 million a year for Aaron Judge is worth it. I just don't. Uh, I think it would be better for them to spend that, to uh, shift that money around to different, to different guys, fill all the holes that they have to fill. You know, Stanton can be your DH... And go from there. I mean, but we'll see. Uh, looking at Justin Verlander, he signs a two-year deal to go to uh, the Mets. Eighty-six million, I think it was. So, I think for the short-term, good deal for the Mets. You know, it, it is forty million plus. That's not ideal. I don't like that part. But in terms of getting Verlander to squeeze as much energy out of himself to pitch for the for the Mets, I mean, for one year, two years, it can work out. I mean, Verlander, if he keeps himself in, in, in shape, he can go out there and pitch. I mean, we saw he just won the Cy Young sub two ERA, so Verlander he can do it. I mean, he's not he's not young, but if he stays in shape and he's managed correctly, you know he can stretch out his career another one or two years. I, I think overall it's a it's a good deal. I like the deal for the Mets, but the only thing I don't like is the amount of money. But the Mets can afford it, and they have to be competitive because once you go down that that train that track of Saying, hey, we're going to get Marte, we're going to get Canna, uh, we have Lindor and Pete Alonso. I mean, you can't turn back now. You have to go full on in and, and compete. 
um, especially in the NL East with the Phils and the Braves continuing to, uh, to, to be a force. Um, the Rangers got Jacob deGrom. I thought that was a... It sounds stupid. I'm not going to go that far because if deGrom can, can manage himself and, and turn into Justin Verlander and stretch out his career, it's a different ballgame. It's a different ballgame. So, I think it's only stupid if... I mean, it sounds... Look, it it sounds stupid. But the one reason why I'm not going to go... I'm not going to be hard on Texas is... Again, we've seen guys play until their until they're late 30s, early 40s, Rich Hill. I mean, if DeGrom can dominate these next two years three years, turn into Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander in a way. Maybe this is what DeGrom needed. Fresh start, less stress, um, you know, new scenery. You're playing in the AL West, which obviously has the Houston Astros and the Mariners, but DeGrom and Texas, they could be third in that division. So, you know, would I have given DeGrom that deal? No. Obviously, definitely not. But, he's one of the best pitchers on the market. And, I think Texas is saying, we can afford, let's say, year four, year five, to eat that dead money. Whether Degrom is pitching well or not, we can eat that 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 that, that money, and it's not ideal, you know, for an older pitcher. But hey, we'll stomach it if Degrom is pitching well or if he's not pitching well. The main thing is how do we milk this over the next three years, two three years? How good is Degrom going to be? And Texas was willing to take a chance on it. And again, he's one of the better pitchers out there. So I understand why they did what they did. Uh, again, do I like the money aspect? No. Do I like the years? No. But how many great pitchers are there in baseball? I mean, I mean, I would, you know, there's less than you think. You know. I mean, we saw the Phillies get to the World Series. The Astros get to the World Series. And, you know, Verlander was excellent. We know Wheeler is excellent. But Aaron Nola struggled late in the playoffs. The Astros, they have guys that fly under the radar. I mean, Framber Valdez is amazing. But he is not someone that jumps to mind when you think of great pitchers. Um, the Astros were loaded with great pitching. Um, they're the exception. A lot of teams do not have a ton of great pitchers. Um, I think you're lucky if you find an ace on... I mean, there's a, I think there's an ace on like every team. But you're lucky if you find more than two. So, Texas is saying, let's... Let's give ourselves some type of advantage. Let's see if we can add an ace 
Um, it, it makes sense. Let's they want to throw their hats in the ring, increase their chances of winning. Uh, from that perspective, it makes sense. Um, I don't think they're going to do anything in the next two years, but we'll see. If they keep adding, it's a different ball game. And nowadays, teams, they just want to eat that money. Some of these teams just want to eat the money, and they'll sacrifice money for performance. For some teams, I understand it more than others. But I don't, I don't think there's been a move I've absolutely hated yet this offseason. Um, but, again, what I have spent, what the Mets did for JV, what I have spent, what the Rangers did for DeGrom, no and no. But it's easy to dismiss these moves and say, oh, they overpaid. It's, that's why it's a bad move. There's going to be a lot of overpaying in baseball. In years to come, probably. But again, you're sacrificing the money for the performance, for the ability. Look, look, adding to Grom shows free agents, hey, I want to play in Texas. You got Simeon, you got Seeger. They're willing to try and, and, and win and improve. You know. You look at the Angels and what they did with when they added pool holes. You have Mike Trout for years. You add Rendon. I mean, it didn't. It, it isn't working out for the Angels, but you know, it, it makes it a little easier for some pitchers to say, "Yeah, I want to take my talents there." I know they can try and score runs, and the lineup isn't necessarily the big issue. It's more so the, the pitching. I can help with that. And that's what I think some free agent pitchers are saying about the Angels and other teams similar. Um, you know, but if, if, if teams want to win and throw money, ex, an excess amount of money, it's not ideal. But when you throw that extra amount of money out of DeGrom, it, it could attract free agent hitters, a free agent pitcher. Like, for example, Carlos Rodon, if he if he looks at this situation and goes, you're telling me I have a chance to make a lot of money and play with Jacob deGrom? I mean, that might be intriguing to Carlos Rodon. So when you spend that extra money on deGrom, it's not just about deGrom. It's about how, how does it, how is this addition attractive to free agents? I don't know how much free, you know, it, it's something to think about. I don't know how much front offices think about it, but it is a thing. Oh, you're telling me I can pitch with with the Grom? We can be a dominant. Like if the Rangers got rode on, on top, you know, with the Grom, they they would have two. I don't know if you want to two ace caliber pitchers. I mean, if you want to call Rodon that, I mean, he did have great numbers last year. He pitched really well. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's an ace. I mean, he's up there. He's right there. If you want to call him an ace, I'm not going to fight you on it, but he could be one day. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's at the very least, but 
you add Rodon and DeGrom, I mean, it's hard to find two pitchers like that on a ball club. So, with that being said, I, I haven't seen a, a move that I absolutely hate. Um, we'll see what the Red Sox do. The Red Sox are an interesting team to me because they do have a lot of a lot of talent. They still have good hitters. I like Alex Cora as a manager. You just want to see them add to their pitching staff. I, like they're a weird team. Like it's it's a major market. But are they going to compete? Are they going to improve their pitching staff at all? Like, it's, it's a weird... I'm used to seeing the Red Sox fight a little more when it comes to free agency. I mean, it, it looks like they might lose Xander Bogarts at this rate. But... It's, it's weird. Like, they ha- like, the Red Sox should be better than this. I didn't. I did not expect them to be in last place this year. I mean, you see the Rays add. You see the Yankees want to be better. Um, you know, the Orioles were in the hunt for a playoff spot at one point. So, I mean, the Blue Jays. Yeah, they got bounced early. But the Jays. They have a lot of talent. I'm sure they have expectations. I wouldn't be shocked if they added a a well-known pitcher to their staff. Like Jamison Tyone might be an ideal fit for them. But I look at the Blue Jays, and you know they're a very good ball club. So the Red Sox, you would think that they would have more fight to climb the ladder in the, in the uh, AL East. They have a lot of talent. They, they, they should still be in win-now mode, but it just sounds like they're falling apart, and they, and they, they, they want to go the slow route. To, to get back to prominence. So it's weird watching Boston. You would expect them to be contenders every year. But it just doesn't feel like the same Red Sox. It feels like a different ball club. How much blame do you want to put on uh, Heim Bloom? I think that's how you pronounce his name. But, you know, the Red Sox, they should be better than what they are. We'll see how they add this offseason, but they're a team I'm keeping my eye on. The St. Louis Cardinals are an interesting team because they made it to the playoffs last year. Very good ball club. And I think with the prospects they have, they could trade one of their one of their big league infielders to try and get... Uh, a well-known player. Uh, to add, they could add another bat. They could add uh, a catcher via trade. I'm curious to see how the Cardinals improve. Do they add a, excuse me, a Dansby Swanson? Do they want to spend that much money? It's the Cardinals are a very sneaky team. It seems like, like, you you know they should add, but do they want to add? A stud like Swanson would would that be in their wheelhouse? Is that something that's even on their mind? Do they want to spend that much money? I think they could, but they seem very sneaky. You're not hearing anything about the Cardinals. Very quiet. But they've added money 
to their payroll when they went out and got Arenado and Goldschmidt. So, I mean, Goldschmidt's the now the reigning M, uh, NL MVP. Judge, the reigning AL MVP. Cy Young goes to Verlander in the AL. NL Cy Young is Sandy Alcantara from the Marlins. Just a little update there in case you haven't read the news. So, a lot of moves to be made. Probably moves being made as we speak. Take a break, come back, talk college football right after this. This is Making It Big. Welcome back, folks. Making it big. We'll hop into some college football talk. The playoff is set. Georgia's going to face Ohio State. Michigan is going to face TCU. It worked. I'm fine with who's in the playoff. But if I were in charge, and I was making, whether I'm making my own rules or... I'm going by the committee's rules. I would have had Alabama in the playoff because even though they have two losses, they had a better schedule than Ohio State. Look, Ohio State, their best win was against Penn State, who the committee loved, who the... Who, the committee loved. And a lot of people loved. But Penn State played nobody. They were still a good team. I'm not going to take away anything from PSU because they were one of the more dominant teams against weaker opponents. So yeah, they were one of the better teams. It just the eye test. Played good defense. Could sack the quarterback. Put pressure. Um, they, they ran the ball extremely well. You didn't love their O-line at times. You didn't love Sean Clifford, a quarterback. But there's reason for optimism with Penn State moving forward. I mean, so Penn State, good team, ranked high. It's a signature win for the Buckeyes. Uh, you know, you didn't like how they lost to Michigan. You know, but still, when it comes to comparing the Buckeyes and Crimson Tide, I thought the Tide... They didn't have that marquee win. So, again, I'm not mad at Ohio State leaping Alabama for that playoff spot, you know, being above Alabama. But Alabama, they, they played a tougher schedule. They could have, they, they, they were so close to beating LSU. Uh, and then you look at Tennessee. Very well could have beat Tennessee on the road. And I think Bama would have provided a better test for Georgia. I don't know who all is not playing in these bowl games, including the semifinals. But one of their receivers for Ohio State is not playing. That's a that that you know that factors in. I'm curious if C.J. Stroud's well C.J. 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 Stroud's going to play. So it's an interesting concept. You know, how do you 
tweak the playoff. I mean, in, in two years, we don't have to worry about this conversation. You're going to have the right 12 teams in. Um, but Ohio State receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba won't play in the playoff. He is getting ready for the NFL draft. I understand that, but still, I think with a championship on the line, you would try and, and, and get ready for the playoff, win a national title with your brothers, but Smith and Jigba doesn't want to do that. Whatever, that's his choice. It's not a big deal, but you would think the Buckeyes playing for a national title, you would say, hey, let me stick it out. I think, though, the decision from Smith and Jigba tells you what you need to know. Ohio State ain't beating Georgia. That's what that tells me. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm getting ready for the draft. I don't believe we can beat Georgia. Um, like I said before, I think I, I think bottom line is I have Georgia winning the national championship again. I think they'll beat Ohio State. I think that SEC title game against LSU was a nice tune-up. And I like Michigan to knock off TCU. Georgia, Michigan, it's a little something different, but I like the Bulldogs. Um, But yeah, I would have picked Bama over Ohio State, mainly because of strength of schedule. They could have knocked off Tennessee, which was one of the better teams in the nation at the time. They could have knocked off LSU. I mean, their losses were close losses. Ohio State got roughed up badly in the second half against Michigan. Again, second straight year. But I'm not discouraged. I'm not I'm not angry that the Buckeyes are in instead of the Tide. But I will say this. Look, I, look I, I'm fine. I like the playoff the way it is. But I will say this. And I said it before. Strength of schedule has to be more of an emphasis than what it is. I mean, so you're telling me Penn State plays, you know, Ohio State plays two good teams. They go one and one, and that's fair enough. I'm just saying. Don't say strength of schedule. I mean, it's a little irritating, but don't say strength of schedule matters. Penn State played nobody. They have no signature wins. And they're easily in the top ten. I think they're ranked eighth. You know, Penn State's going to the Rose Bowl. They'll play Utah. So... Don't say, uh, no, Penn State is ranked ninth in the AP rankings. Um, trying to pull up the college football playoff rankings. So it looks like Penn State is ranked, Penn State is ranked 11th in the playoff rankings. Huh. Well, According to this, Penn State is ranked 8th or 11th when it comes to the playoff. 
they were at eight. So Penn State in the playoff rankings went from eight to eleven. Um, so Bama is five. So it's Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State, Alabama, then Tennessee, Clemson, Utah, then Kansas State, USC, and Penn State. So th- th- those are your top eleven teams. I'm not going to get into. I mean, look. I'm not going to get into. Oh, is it good that Utah is ahead of Penn State? I think. I, I think it is. Uh, is it good that Kansas State is above Penn State? Is you you know same with USC? I'm not going to get uh, get into all that, but strength of schedule does matter, and it definitely is a reason why USC and Utah are ahead of Penn State. So at least the committee has some. Uh, they're cognizant of strength of schedule. At least they have that when it comes to the top 10, top 11 of the college football playoff. But when it comes to that last spot, I would have put Bama in. It's not, I'm not going to jump, jump around with, with anger. I, I get putting OSU above Alabama, but I am, but again, if strength of schedule matters, Make it, I know it does, but make it more of an emphasis. That's all I'm saying. Make it more than what it is. Um, Because Clemson, we saw how how high they were. I know they beat NC State. I know they beat, uh, you know, they've had some success this year. Uh, But Clemson at one point was ranked so high, and they didn't really play anybody. I mean, they did beat a ranked UNC at the time. They d- demolished UNC. They did lose to South Carolina, which was not great. And Clemson, they lost to Notre Dame. They, they did lose to some ranked teams. They did beat Florida State, which is now ranked 13th in the country. Clemson did beat NC State. So, so they played their fair share of ranked teams. Um, and now Clemson will face Tennessee in the Orange Bowl. It's going to be an all-orange-orange bowl. Clemson, number 10. Tennessee, number 6. So, it's interesting. And I think those rankings for the Orange Bowl, they're, they're of the AP rankings. Let me go back and check the playoff rankings here. But, yeah, Clemson was 7. And so, yeah, the, the playoff rankings are different than the AP. Uh, in the Orange Bowl, number 7, Clemson, versus number 6, Tennessee. So, again, I'm looking forward to that game, uh, among other bowl games coming up. Of course, the semifinals for the college playoff going to be interesting, but... Um, I'm excited for two years from now when we can look at the 12-team playoff because, look, I'll say this. If you're going to do a 12-team playoff, shorten the regular season a little bit. Let's face it. You don't have to play Toledo or Kent State. So I'm just saying, why waste a week? on these less competitive games. I think that's one thing you have to consider 
when you're making these pl- uh, these schedules for teams, especially for teams that could find themselves in the playoff, these strong Power Five programs. I just think moving forward, if you're going to do this 12-team playoff, hey, this is kind of an example, but hey, Alabama, don't play. Uh, no, hey, no, hey, Georgia, don't play Kent State. I think they played each other this year, but there's no need for that matchup. None. So let's cut that week. Uh, if you feel like you need an, that that extra week or two, fine. But I don't think it's necessary to have Bama play some random team, you know. So a team that the that we know they're going to destroy. So that's just my thought. Like Youngstown State, uh, you know, can't beat Michigan State. They can't beat Kentucky. You know, if we believe Michigan State and Kentucky can compete for a playoff, then why have that? Why have that week where they play Youngstown State? Cut that out. Uh, and then I don't know. Play a more competitive team, or count that as your bye week. I don't have the best solution, but still, you have to organize it to where you're playing these extra games in what January, December, whenever the play those playoff games are going to be. You know, if you know there's a good chance you're going to be there, see if you can add another bye week during the regular season. See if you can cut that game against Youngstown State or Kent State. You know, you don't have to play those guys. And then you'll have extra rest to get ready for the playoff. Again, I don't have the perfect solution. I don't know what they're going to do. But you have to give these kids that breather, especially when you factor in academics and all that, but they have to make some adjustment now that some of these teams are going to play extra games due to the playoff. Uh, one last thing, Colorado adds Deion Sanders prime time. He's their new head coach. I think it's a slam dunk. I'm not saying Colorado is going to be cream of the crop in the Power Five or the SC, or you know, the Pac-12. I don't know. You know, we'll see how the Pac-12 shapes up in the next few years, but it's a good move. I watched that that press conference with Deion Sanders and the Buffs. That dude, different cat, different different animal. I mean, this guy brings that energy, that swagger. He's going to recruit. We saw what he did at Jackson State. I mean, the future is bright at Colorado. I don't... This guy knows football. I would think it's going to be a slam dunk. I don't know how good they'll be next year or the year after, but in year three, I would expect major results. A high bowl game... I mean, now when you factor in the playoff, that is perfect for Deion Sanders. In year 2024, hey, you know, year 2024, 25, the Buffs should be in a really, really good spot. Um, 
we'll talk about college football. And we're not going to, well, there are no college football games. I mean, we have Army Navy this week, but we don't have a full slate of college football games. Um, bowl season is among us. I think next Friday, the bowl games tip, uh, kick off. But we do have, in Philadelphia, Army versus Navy this week. Both teams are wearing new uniforms, different uniforms. There's, I think Navy has the NASA uniform, so that'll be interesting. Um, that'll be cool. And then, uh, but later this week, we'll do some NFL predictions and go from there. Maybe Aaron Judge will sign in the next 24 hours. We'll see. This has been Making It Big. Thanks for listening. I'm The Fuse, signing off.